God, I forgot how depressing this song is. <laughs> hey, it's our it's our Boxing Day episode, <laughs> Rachel. This is the <laughs> this is the boxing. This is our Boxing Day. This is not our theme song. Six a.m. And this is not. Day after Christmas. It's not six a.m. It is the day after Christmas. <laughs> That's the only. Oh, like, what's man. a good Boxing Day song you could start off the episode with? Yeah. It's my favorite Ben Fold song. I gotta be honest. Um. Look at that. I Listen like, to that bass. That's some good bass. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. My hey. favorite Ben Fold song is Jesus Land. Jesus uh, Land. Wait, let's look that up. Jesus Land. That and uh oh, what's the other one? Ben Folds. I. It's really funny. I used to be super into Ben Folds. He strikes a certain. Oh, there's going to be a super commercial giving. here. He strikes a certain chord with like people like us, and by that I mean mm-hmm. kind of nerdy. Yeah. Kind of nerdy folks, right? I saw him perform once. What the hell is this? It's it's part of it. Piano rock. I'm not really a piano rock guy. I am. So I like this one. I like that. I like that vibe. Mm-hmm. And he, he does goofy songs too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one about like a guy. It's one about the guy falling apart. The Ascent of Stan. I like that one too. That's one I think I've heard. Yeah. This is the only Star Trek discovery podcast that exists <laughs> on the internet this is the uh ben folds appreciation podcast within a podcast yeah this um, is... i saw him perform once how was ben it folds. it was really good it was at um there's this uh like concert park near chicago called ravinia and um he played there and um oh heck what is his name open for him Kid Rock (laughs) can you imagine oh my god what a double header (laughs) um ah shit didn't Kid Rock have a have like a little person that was on stage with him all the time um I don't know Lincoln Park no Ah, nuts. Uh, okay, okay. Serious. Seriously. Was um, it? Um, it was that guy that's a lot like Ben Holtz. Uh, tall and gay. What? He's tall and gay. <laughs> um, Mike Pence? <laughs> no. Oh. Yes, Mike Pence open for... Hang on, I have to. I have to look at the music that I liked on Facebook. I know it's on there. <laughs> this is suddenly Mike very Pence. important to me. Who knew, Mike Pence? Um, Surprisingly musical. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> I'll think of it later. All right. That was the that was the pre-show. Here's another pre-show, very uh-huh. quickly. So, December twenty-third. George Clooney came out with a brand new movie on Netflix. It's called The Midnight Sky. We just want to we want to real quick hit mm-hmm. some new movies for you folks because there's mm-hmm. some of my friends who are like when you talk about these things I want to hear that but I don't want to listen to the discovery part. So this is for them. We will note in the show notes when this part is done and we will do our best not to spoil these movies. Midnight Sky, George Clooney, he has a beard. It's about space. It's a good watch, I think. Oh, yeah. I need to watch that one. Yeah. I don't want to say anything more. It's on Netflix. It's a good watch. You'll sit down. You'll watch a good movie about space. George Clooney has a great beard in it. He directed it. Um, good performances. Just not too heavy, not too light of, of subject matter. It's like you'll 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 have a good time i think it's not a feel-good movie but you'll have mm-hmm. a good time watching it i think that's okay. my take 
That's my, how is that a good enough, you as a consumer, Rachel, is that a good enough unspoilery summation? I think so. And from what I know of the movie, that's a pretty good okay. uh, summary and teaser. Okay. Yeah. It's shot well. I think the acting's good in it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. won't, won't win an Oscar, but um, I think it's a good quarantine viewing. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Rufus Wainwright. Oh, yeah. Tall, Rufus gay, kind of like mm-hmm. Ben Folds. You yeah. were correct. I was. <laughs> he, uh, they had a, an additional opener, but I can't remember who that was. But Ravinia was great because you would bring, like, you could get a seat next to the stage, mm-hmm. um, but it was pretty limited, but it was this huge park. And so you'd bring, they had speakers all over, so you'd bring, like, a tarp and a blanket and a picnic oh, and okay. listen to these really great musicians I also went to a Feist show that way. I always forget that you that you are kind of a live music person. I always forget about that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. forget about it too sometimes. I I <laughs> used to be, but then like as I got older, it's like I don't want to stand here for this long. I don't want that guy bumping into me. And now after corn, you know, after the pandemic, I'm gonna be like, how much money? And I yeah. don't even have like six feet of space around me like even after the vaccine yeah i only go to concerts now with my arms like fully outstretched the entire time and i just spin slowly did you you see the flaming lips did a bubble show oh neat that yeah it was they did it for a music video but everybody had their own everybody had their own hamster bubble what's great is he already had one (laughs) yeah yeah or i I saw them perform once too that was a really good show. I think I I think I did too, at the band shell in Gainesville. Um, okay. okay, all right. So that was uh, Ben Folds and the Midnight Sky George Clooney movie. All right. Mm-hmm. Next up, I, you and I, we did our text and watch mm-hmm. Christmas yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's fun for those people it listening. It was a good Christmas. Yeah, for those people listening, and you want to watch a movie with your friends, just. Do a text and watch. It's low stakes. You can do it with, you know, it's whatever. It's fun. And then you go, oh, I got, I'm going to go pee. Like, let me pause it. So. Yeah, um, it was easy to synchronize. And it yeah. uh, made it nice to watch without, like, having uh, competing audio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we watched Soul first mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, the new Pixar film with Jamie Foxx. Tina Fey. Um, yep. So non-spoilery, real quick. What's your take? Um. Oh gosh, um, there's a lot of jazz. Is really good jazz. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie about um, dreams and purpose and living. Mm-hmm. Tina Fey re- is funny. Yeah. Do you recommend it? I do. I highly, highly recommend it. Problematic, as as you and I talked about after the fact, we were texting about mm-hmm. it. Some problematic things, but not like I would say there's there's a problematic element element to it, but it's not. I think it's not extremely surfacey, but I'm also a white male, so. Um, I didn't I didn't I didn't encounter the problematicness of it until I interrogated the film a little bit, you know? Yeah. So yeah, for me it, was it wasn't something... it wasn't on its surface. So. Um I'd forgotten I'd read an article about it yeah. before. And then I thought a little bit about it during the movie, but I was so kind of I kept getting so swept up in the movie that I would like forget to text you. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, <laughs> I, it's an incredibly engaging and... I, I, I said, I posted this on Facebook right after I watched it. I was like, this is my favorite Pixar movie. The, yeah. the, the, that article you sent me made me question it a little bit. So I'm still, I'm still like, hmm, what does that say about me if this is my favorite Pixar movie? But I think it um, still is. It's like, it, it's so, it, it, there's, there's art that talks about jazz in a certain way 
that makes you appreciate it more. And I like jazz. I listen to a lot of it. I like probably it's it's like the art form that I aspire to and also don't know enough about, you know? Mm-hmm. So um I think I think it had like a double whammy. Like I I liked the story and and I related to that part. So yeah. I I really liked it. Yeah, I found the story to be really profound, and um, I think it it's a much heavy hitter and uh, digs deeper than Oof. I think any Pixar movie I've seen before. It's, and I don't know yeah. if that's like a part of the product of yeah because it was made. Um, by folks in their own homes like mm-hmm. it was made during social distancing and um they still did a phenomenal job yeah um so i don't know how much is like the weight of the pandemic yeah making this a more significant movie um and i think the the problematic element to it is um it's it's found in a, a lot of movies about people of color Mm -hmm. and um it's it's more of a an issue with the the system um yeah uh well i think how about we how about we save more comments yes we'll save more comments for after more folks have yeah i'll probably watch it again yeah, and uh, if I remember, I'll, I'll put a link to that article that you sent me in the show notes. Okay. In the show notes, like we're an actual podcast. Show notes. Look at the show um, notes. Um, but, uh, yeah, that element okay. aside, it was the story is fantastic. Um, uh-huh. It has a lot of really good stuff. All right. So that's Soul. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus, Pixar, go watch it. Yeah. Um and then, and then we, and then I built some Legos and like took Zoe for some walks. And we watched Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, on HBO. So my take on this is, you're gonna watch it. Like everybody's gonna watch <laughs> this movie, right. even despite even if it gets the worst reviews in the world, which. I would give it pretty bad reviews. I would give it pretty abysmal reviews. I don't I I come to the realization that I don't like giving things stars anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just this movie kind of doesn't know who its audience is. It's and, very much movie by committee. Yeah, it's just let I think I can I will say this. This is this is not really a spoiler, but I suppose if you're like don't tell me anything about this movie, then then you wouldn't be listening to me talk about this. I will yeah. say this about this movie, which is not a spoiler, really. There's no 80s music in this movie. Even, Except for like one time when they're... Even that, I don't think that was an actual 80s song. I think you might be right. I, th- I don't know... I don't know. I've never heard that song before, but it was mimicking an 80s song. And here's the thing. Even at that one part, that's the only part where there was a song that sounded like an 80s song. Like right. it doesn't it was... even it doesn't doesn't even evoke the feeling of an 80s song. Right. Like throughout the whole rest of the movie. So I feel like for if if I were me listening to this and I wanted like kind of a spoiler-free teaser, mm-hmm. take that what I just said about the music and blow that inference out to the millionth degree and you sort of <laughs> get how clueless this movie is about itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can expand it's... that out into like, oh, well, what would what could P- Peter possibly mean? Wonder Woman it's it's like as clueless about its own subject matter in every way. In every single way. <laughs> the like the most and the most 80s thing to happen is like a bit about a fanny pack and that's it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even the clothes aren't like super evocative of the eighties to me. Could you speak to, since I am not a lady, could you speak mm-hmm. in a non-spoilery way about wonder woman coming from a, a lady perspective about this movie? 
Um, I was just, I was just, I was very disappointed. <laughs> um, she in a movie about Wonder Woman. It's it's a movie that's not about Wonder Woman. And I just it's a movie about dudes. <laughs> it's a movie. Wonder Woman is a movie about dudes. Um, that happens to have some ladies in it. Like I couldn't. I mean, I. I'd have to think about it. Um, but I'm not even sure it passes the Bechdel test. I guess. I guess there there are a few scenes, maybe. But. Yeah, we but might be getting into feel, spoiler territory. But it doesn't feel like it does. <laughs> For a movie that's about a woman. Um, Wonder Woman, to be Wonder exact. Woman. Wonder Woman is... Yeah. I, I just... Usually I like Patty Jenkins stuff. I don't but know. It, it, from what I understand, she did not have as much control over this movie as she wanted. Oh, is that true? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. maybe there's hope for her. Um, like the ending, she was forced to change the ending by executives. Oh. Well, that's not fun. That's why that ending is that ending. Um, yeah, it's not, I just kept... it's not good. <laughs> so my roommate came out for like the last 20 minutes of the movie. And it was just me making angry noises. <laughs> and explaining why it was stupid there's but people liked it it got a i looked on rotten tomatoes it got a a 66 by critics and like a 74 by audience scores i I think it just i think it just proves that rotten tomatoes is pretty much useless i think that's what that proves it had a few good elements and it's like yes there were you know it's something to watch yeah like (laughs) there's uh, in in a different podcast that I recorded, I talked to my to my my friend Stephanie. I was gonna say my other friend Stephanie. Like I have uh, like all I have. Are t- <laughs> <laughs> um, but and we talked about Bruce Willis movies. And here's the thing about Wonder Woman 1984. It is exactly. It's like, are there liberals in your household and also conservatives and also your grandma and also your like do you have do you have old school clinton democrats and like new sort of millennials who want to like defund the police don't worry everybody can watch that movie and be equally just kind of like (laughs) at the end of it go it was a movie Just, just like a lot of Bruce Willis movies. Nobody's going to be mad at Armageddon. Nobody like you yeah. can watch Armageddon no matter who you are, and you're not going to be like, "Boy, my life just changed." But you'll be like, "Hey, hey, y'all, we I watched a movie hours. together. <laughs> we had a mutual experience." Hey, they went up to that planet thing or asteroid. Armageddon spoilers, I guess. <laughs> I just said they went up to the asteroid. Oh, okay. Yeah. All um, right. So what do you think? Um, the, so oh. the one thing I will say is that this means that um, the, the positive thing I can say about this movie is that it's finally okay for um, uh, a, a movie with a female lead to kind of flop. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. women can now make terrible movies too. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 oh. I, have, I have a lot more I could complain about that movie. So. Um, so uh, Annie put it really well. Um, I mean, granted, she only saw like the last twenty minutes. Hey, maybe that's all like, you need. That's really all you need. She's like the best part of the movie is the poster. Yeah, it's a really cool poster. It's, it's a yeah, very it's... cool suit. That is, that you that is not a spoiler because you get to see it on the facebook banner ad that Mm -hmm. pops up or whatever you know don't expect the suit for a good portion of the movie but good suit it's a very good suit you get to look at it why don't go why don't go look at the picture suit just go look at the suit right now and you'll have a good time (laughs) 
I'm looking at the suit right now. And you'll be like, and I'm enjoying it. And you'll be like, Gal Gadot, pretty cool. Pretty cool in that suit. Mm-hmm. And then why don't you just do that? And then like, the nice thing is that you can fast forward this movie if you so chose. You could watch it on, does, does HBO have a... I don't think they have like a YouTube uh, f- two times speed. Um, did you know Netflix does? I I heard they just they just instituted that. Yeah. Um, I will occasionally watch um, Star Trek on two times speed. Um, or funny. if I'm feeling particularly anxious, I will watch it <clears throat> on point seventy five speed. Oh, nice. Because everybody's just really chill. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was gonna I was gonna say the timestamp, but you and I talked about other things because we've been on this call for an hour and twenty seven <laughs> minutes already. And Should this be its how, own episode? And that is not how long we've been talking for. We were not just talking for. Oh, that's right. Because um, we're gonna try out Masterclass and see how that goes. Maybe we'll yeah. have an update about Masterclass. Um, stuff we've learned. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we're not sponsored by them, but hey, Masterclass, if you want to sponsor us, cool. We're an excellent choice. Yeah, we like learning about things. Okay, <laughs> let's get into Star Trek Discovery. We don't have a musical cue for this, but if we did, it would go here. Do, 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 Wait, do, do, is do, do, that do, do, the theme to mash? It might be a theme to mash. Oh, here's our. That's a little musical cue. Uh, Star Trek Discovery. Okay. Um, Previously on Star Trek Discovery. Thank you, Michael. Previously on Star Trek Discovery. Episode 11. Right? Such a good episode. What a great oh episode. God. What a. And spoilers uh. for this episode of Discovery. <laughs> I... Wait. Let's do a non... I have enough of my friends who are like, give me non-spoilery things. So let's do a a non-spoilery review of this just very quickly. I... Uh. This season (laughs) of Discovery, just watch this, skip the first two seasons. I know a couple of you out there. Nathan, if you ever get to this episode, Nathan, skip the first two seasons you don't need to watch them i know you're gonna watch them anyway so you're gonna get to this episode nathan and you're gonna be like hey that's my that's my call out dustin just skip it just watch season three you can do it this episode specifically it if you if you are the type of person who is like you know what aspects I really like about Star Trek? It's like the feeling of them going for it and like it's a little goofy and it's a li- it's a little far-fetched. Like if you like that that type of thing but just have them being like fuck it. We're doing this. We're Star Trek because mm-hmm. we have, you know, like Data has a pet cat, and like, uh, on you know they did they did an episode of Star Trek the original series where they you know went back to Earth and supposedly nobody knew what was going on with Spock. You know, it's like because he had a hat. Because <laughs> he had a hat. Like if you they fucking go for it and they don't waste mm-hmm. a lot of time trying to like apologize for the fact that they're just gonna go for it sometimes. And this is that level of like seriousness, like it's it's that, but it's also like serious, and like they're trying to address a central little um, question about humanity, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the non spoilery um, review for this episode for me. Yes, um, I think it has it has a a lot of. Um, I don't want to call them tropes exactly, but like Star Trek elements that feel like Star Trek to me. It has some some really good 
um, pathos. Like there's some real uh, moments of connection and um, you get some more information about some stuff. And um, they, they there's do also some... like some real good camp. Yeah. Some real, real good camp. Um, they do some it... flipping around of, of like Star Trek likes to do that, like flip flip this aspect and we'll flip that aspect, you know, Mm -hmm. like transpose. Um, Yeah. It's, it's both, um, uh, visually it's a great watch and has, um, a a legitimately interesting and compelling storyline. There we go. All right. So stop listening if you don't want spoilers, because we're going to start spoiling the crap out of it right now. Because this episode is like, enti- the reason we couldn't say anything like specific that wasn't a spoiler is because it's all, it's all spoilers. It's all spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we learned why the burn happened. We get to the source of the burn. Mm-hmm. We learned who triggered the burn. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, the best part for me, we get to see Doug Jones's face. I love that so much. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think I just texted you, OMG, or just yeah, oh that, my god, because like I think we were wa- we weren't watching it at the same time, but that's when I texted you too. I was like, I was like, oh shit! It was so good, <laughs> and I mean, like it's so good on many levels because Doug Jones, he's been in a he's been in Guillermo del Toro movies. That I know him mm-hmm. a lot from. He and I really like Hellboy, like the comics, and I like the movies. Do you mm-hmm. know what happened to Doug Jones specifically in Hellboy? Like, like what happened to him in in his career? So, no. so he has a good relationship with Guillermo del Toro. It's nothing like traumatic, but sure. he he played Abe Sapien, the fish guy, mm-hmm. in the Hellboy movies. They, um. He did, the, as far as I remember, he did the dialogue for Abe Sapien as because he's an actor and he can mm-hmm. speak and he's acting as this guy. And then they used, um, what's oh. his name? David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, yeah the guy for he, the voice. Fraser's brother. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this guy who is always behind prostheses and like and mm-hmm. he's great he's the, like he's, he can emote a, so much through a yeah. prosthetic yeah he's one of Shape the best of water yeah 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 pan's labyrinth too mm-hmm. right i'm pretty sure that was him yeah, yeah. he's been in other things he's been in a million he, other things too he's the one who played mitch mcconnell in pan's labyrinth <laughs> mcconnell was that mitch? why is that mitch mcconnell <laughs> It's the it's the neck, it's the droopy neck. Thing. Oh, the neck. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the pastiness and the evilness. Yeah. Like finally, we get to see. They go down to the planet where they figured out it was the source of the burn. They figured out that like this child Kelpian is still there, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're hopping ahead a little bit, but but then when they get there, it's like some sort of holodeck program is running, and. Um. Yeah, we get to see Saru as a human, and it's Doug Jones. Because the the holodeck program is trying to protect the child, and so sort of masks them to make them look like species that the child has seen before. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, Saru. Oh my god. The I it it was great. The reveal was good too, because the first thing you see are are his, his feet. feet and you're like oh the and hooves like, are gone my heels are touching the ground oh does he say that yeah oh that's great i didn't i i must have forgot that part where's yeah as my, he's stepping um, up and he's like my heels are touching the ground where's my there they are and like the look on michael <laughs> and hugh's face just yeah so good so good. And uh, Michael is a trill, right? Mm-hmm. He was a, a Bajoran. What's going on here? And, um, and I loved that they let um, Doug Jones' face be seen because he's a phenomenal actor. 
Yeah. Um, and it lets you, it's such a emotionally poignant episode for him because he's um, reconnecting to this culture that he hasn't been a part of for a very long time. And he's coming home in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, because part of the, the holodeck program are these like Kelpian elders who tell stories and <clears throat> we get to see all of that in Doug Jones's face. Um, like I'm sure it would have been, he would have been able to do it through the, through the prosthetics of Saru fine, but it's just, it's a real pleasure that we get to see the the subtleties of those emotions on his face yeah the depth, yeah. The depth it, of those feelings it hits it hits me in a certain way because this is the first time i've watched i've watched like a star trek thing and sort of been plugged in on instagram following all these people and stuff mm-hmm. and and watching like i watched the ready room <laughs> i forgot to watch the ready room for this episode oh, okay but um but you know like it's the first time I've sort of been at, at this plugged in while the show is going. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it it's just, it's it creates a different experience, I think, now. Like, we didn't have this same immersion with the actors that we did, you know, for, for Next Generation. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of... I don't know. It's cool. It's it's like, oh yeah, he. I've seen him post pictures of himself getting makeup done on Instagram. You know, now all the, oh look, there he is. Oh, this is great. You know, like I, oh, I get to see him. Like yeah. I see him on his posts and stuff. You know, I'm I'm yes. I realize this is a there's the cynical part of me is like, this is a product. <laughs> And you're just eating that product up, you know, like, and I suppose mm-hmm. I am, but I, I, I think what makes me feel better about that is that I like the values that Star Trek brings to sci-fi and, and the, yeah. the, the goodness that it, the, the themes and stuff that it brings. And these actors, whether they, if they don't believe it, um, they're doing a good job on social media and otherwise to like, maintain <laughs> and not spoil the illusion for all of us who are like we believe this shit you know right yeah the um the ones who've been most vocal about being on star trek seem to be just genuinely delighted yeah to be there um and really I... pleased not only to have a job but to be on star trek specifically yeah i feel like I feel like if let's say all of a sudden um, Detmer, I shouldn't pick on anybody. I don't want to wish this upon any of them. Let's just say somebody (laughs) random comes out and is like, vaccines aren't real. You know, stop the steal of the election or whatever. I feel like they would sort of just be quietly like, (laughs) like shuffled off the show. Okay. Maybe we're not the right home for you, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like a lot of folks on Star Trek have been like part of raising money for um, like uh, there was a big fundraiser with a lot of people from Star Trek for the like Georgia runoff elections and, um, you know, are vocal about staying home and about taking, you know, doing the right stuff during a pandemic. And yeah it's i i guess i just i think it's cool in an age when i feel like um entertainment is trying to be all things Mm -hmm. in a polarized society like we have right now and Mm. um star trek is like very clearly being like we are not those things (laughs) we are not trying to be all things to everybody and if you don't take the side of this stuff then I mean, you're welcome to stay, but there's a lot of other shows you can watch. <laughs> yeah, and I like that that they're not like mean about mm-hmm. it, about it, you know, like right. But they don't pander to ideals that aren't part of the, you know, a part of the Federation. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, so this episode, um, I have been wanting a stuck on the holodeck episode for so oh, long. Yeah. Uh, like there. Oh. <laughs> uh, Look on his face. We're watching the part where where they see Saru as human. His little face. He's got such a good face too. Like yeah, I just, he's, yeah. He's kind of a goofy looking guy, and but just skinny older dude. You know, I I as a skinny middle aged. I don't. Maybe I'm middle aged now. Almost middle aged. Mm-hmm. I hope to. I aspire to be a skinny older dude like like, like Saru. Dijon. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I want to turn into Saru. Just Saru. Yeah. The thing I, I wasn't paying attention to is if he walks with his hands like wafting behind him. Oh yeah, yeah. The the sway that he has. I um, think he's, he, it's interesting because he's he's holding himself like Saru. Yeah. Which I find fascinating that like even without the prosthetics, you can tell that that is Saru. Yeah. Yeah, great. Just a great, a great job, and kind of goofy, right? Yeah. Like that's what we were alluding to in the non-spoiler section. Like, yeah, this is pretty goofy. It's yeah, um, it's like a serious situation within a goofy situation. I I feel like it's 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 on the level of of um maybe like plays or like improv or something where yeah, it's goofy, but like you have to you have to go along with this like. Okay, yeah. you can recognize the goofiness of it fine, but we're we are still trying to convey this this thing, you know? So if you're hung up on the goofy aspect of it, well, maybe stop watching. I don't know. <laughs> right. And it's also just a little spooky. Like yeah. the environment is kind of dark. They're in this dark forest and they end up in this like dark fortress and there's a monster from a childhood book. Yeah. Yeah, and but, they're on the clock because they have four hours before they before their radiation they get affected by the radiation on this planet made entirely of dilithium. <laughs> right, right, yeah, um, and that that was that's sort of the second thing to happen in the episode. Um, the first part is just them sort of talking about finding out, right? Like. Mm-hmm finding out what's going on with the planet. Actually, they had to... Um, there was a scary part with um, with Book because he kind of got some radiation poisoning on his way down, right? And then they're like, well, reconstitute his DNA <laughs> or whatever, and he'll be fine. Yeah. Is it is it before when he is like, are you sure I'm okay? Did you, will you look at, uh, um, also look Greg at... is fine. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think uh, oh, our, yeah. our audio might Gritch, be. Greg is favoring her front. Uh oh. We're experiencing some te- technical difficulties. Let me close some, close some uh, things here. here I'm gonna... sound okay on my side. Oh, okay. All right, I think we're back. Yeah, I think we're back. Um, Yeah, Chrome just got mad at me. That's all. Yeah. Also, Grudge is fine. Yeah, and he's like, Grudge is fine. But will you will you check out check out her paw? She was her front left paw. She was favoring it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I relate so hard to that man. (laughs) Yeah, it was so good, so good. Um. Yeah, because the the ship can't get close enough to like check stuff out. So book goes down in his like maneuverable ship to like kind of do a survey, mm-hmm. um, scout things out, and then comes back. And then um, they send an away team down, and um, Killy, excuse me, Tilly, <laughs> not Kelly anymore. Right. Oh boy, my Tilly. Hmm. We are the audio on my side. Here, we're going to take a. So she's acting captain while Saru. We're going to take a quick break. Going to take a quick break. 
Okay. Quick break. Let me let me pause this recording. Okay, we're back. We're back. So, tell me again. You said uh, Captain Killy Tilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tilly gets her first shot at um, being acting captain. Captain, because uh, Saru is <laughs> as caption uh, as Saru is going to be part of the away team because um, obviously this is very important to him because it's a Kelpian ship that had crashed there and was at the the heart of the burn. Yeah. Um, and then and she does a very good job, even though at the end of the episode she has to go up against is it Osira? Is that her name? Yes. Bad lady from yes. the chain. From and the now chain. I finally care about the chain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finally, finally the, the chain is something worth caring about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um because well, they which, come in. Which it was it was kind of good. Like I'm glad they didn't they didn't in retrospect, I'm glad they didn't weigh us down too much with too much chain yeah. nonsense before. Yes. Because yes, I think I, that's what they that. I think that's what they tried to do in previous seasons, and it was just like we don't need we don't need all this info right now. Yeah, they kept no. um, they kept the chain as kind of this background um, menace, mm-hmm. um, and then they showed up and yeah. they take discovery. Yeah, and that's how the episode ends, and that's a really good cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and um, book goes back through and retrieves um, Burnham, Michael. right? Yeah. And then Saru and um, I can never remember that. Yeah. Hugh Culber. Culber. Um, the doctor. The yeah. I, th- I feel like I've seen the guy who plays um, the kid. Mm, mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen him before. The quote unquote child who's like 100 years old. Right. But he still behaves like a child because he's only ever known this holodeck program that treats him like a child yeah oh this isn't gonna let me look at this i bet no it will um what was the kid's name the kid's name sukal sukal oh that's right because after a tragedy in kelpian culture um they named the next child born sukal which means beloved gift Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah um I feel like I know that I was trying to place where I've seen that actor before. In a way, he, the way he acted reminded me a little bit of Gold Ducat. <laughs> like um but I don't know that it's that same actor. My my computer is just hating life today. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's that guy. Um, he's what else has he been in? Bill Irwin. Um, he always plays this kind of goofy roles. Bill Irwin. Mm-hmm. He was in. Oh yeah. Bill Irwin. He's been in a lot of stuff, actually. A lot of TV shows. Yeah, um, he was in My Blue Heaven. That's I recognize that. Oh, he was in two episodes of Northern Exposure. <laughs> yeah, you, Google this guy and look at his face, and you'll 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 recognize. You're like, him. oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's real good at um, physical comedy and like physical humor. Yeah. What did you think of the of of Michael's um speech to Tilly? The you got this speech. Um it was very good. I don't remember the specifics of it, but I remember having feelings. The um part of it. it part of it she was saying like here's a secret about the ship she was on with, with Giorgio oh. and the there's there's the the there's a little defect under one of the arms a little metal burr yeah 
that's a, yeah. I like I like hearing about the construction of the ships in Star Trek. Yeah, they don't really ever. I can't I can't say they've ever went into detail quite like that uh, on any Star Trek season. No, um, and it it hadn't occurred to me that there would ever be like a defect. Yeah, like a manufacturing defect. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a really great speech about how Giorgio. Um, had told her the original Philippa prime universe Philippa yeah had yeah. told her about this spur um, and that whenever she was in a particularly tough situation she would touch it sort of like a grounding thing um, and so when Michael first took her command she went to feel for the burr and it had been worn away yeah by Philippa needing to touch it so often yeah um, that it was worn into like a divot yeah that's that's so good yeah, just like, hey, we all we all go through stuff and we're all dealing and yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see at one point Tilly reach for it and it's like just like the smooth bump. Mm -hmm. Now it's not a like a sharp burr. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. And and she was pretty believable, too, when she told Osira, she was like, I'm not going to let you have this ship. I'll blow us all up before i give you our our technology i have no doubt that like if they hadn't if osiris crew hadn't boarded when they did that till he would have yeah she's it's why i think like her character like you know like they were saying in earlier in the season like tilly's the true believer in the cause of the federation and mm -hmm. so she is like she yeah she'll she'll do it because <laughs> yeah because she's like she believes up and down about it yeah and she's not and and she's a um she's a rules follower mm -hmm. right that's and that's partially why it bothered her so much about michael because she like went against her nature and broke the rules um when michael you know mm -hmm. held back that information from her um, yeah. a few episodes ago yeah yeah it was great it was great so good um and the like the set design was really cool there was a lot of in the holodeck stuff there was all this like mysterious things um because the child um sukal kept building these sort of wards against the the um monster from the book mm -hmm. and the monster from the book represented your fears and um there was a, a Kelpian philosophy that you can't truly be like free until you face your fears. Mm -hmm. And the child needed to face his fears. And um, when confronted with the monster and with the crew sort of putting some pressure on him, he yelled and it let out this like shock wave um, that destabilizes the lithium. <laughs> yeah, because he was... He was born and raised on that planet, right? Yeah, and he was so... conceived and raised. Oh, okay. And so, like, yeah. um, while in utero, he was adapting to the planet. Yeah, and and that that tracks with old Star Trek, like like Spock being um, Spock's dying body being shot into the planet Genesis, and so when he was, do you remember? Do you remember that on Star Trek three? Yeah. The movie. So when he like young Spock is aging up, you know, because he was dead and then he went on this Genesis planet. So he mm -hmm. and the planet were connected and mm -hmm. similar things were happening. Like when the planet was suffering, Spock was suffering and it was sort of, yeah, good, good grand tradition of like mm -hmm. face your fears. Mm -hmm. Here's the monster thing. Mm -hmm. I still want a cool ass monster. Yeah. I still want what what Discovery still isn't giving us is like, um, excuse me, like Next Generation. There there weren't overarching like ticking clocks or like bad enemies throughout the whole each individual season, right? Um, and so, um, well, yeah, not to the same extent. Like there were 
uh, seasons where like the Romulans and like the Dura sisters isn't like every episode. No, but I, I guess my point was being like the holodeck stuff here is like intense. I still want to hang out. Mm-hmm. I still just want like a fun holodeck yes. hangout episode where they could be uh, like need, we need like a recreational episode. Yeah. Like let's get through all this bad stuff and then can we, we need just... a shore leave episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like w- look, we all did it. Maybe after the chain is done, they can just, you know, go chill somewhere. My computer fans is just so- abysmal today. It keeps freezing up. So. Okay. Ah, do we need to there? Yeah, maybe we should cut this one a little short. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. It was a really good episode. I loved it very much. So good. I can't wait for the next for the next uh, episode. The one thing I do want to say quick uh, before we wrap is what I thought was that the monster. I thought that was going to be the child. Oh yeah, that would have been a good. Twist. Like when the monster came out, I had wondered if like that was the kid, because there were some like sort of Baul elements to it. Like maybe um, it had been alone so long that it just like hyper evolved. Yeah, but then it turned out to be another hologram. So yeah, which was also fine. Yeah, it was good set up for the for the next i think we have two more episodes right yes we've got two more so we might have another cliffhanger and then it gets all resolved probably yeah yeah well all right that was fun rachel it was a good chat about star trek and a bunch of other stuff yeah so let's see if people will stop saying what when do you guys talk about this or when do you guys talk about that look we put it all at the beginning so you can listen up until the point when we say the spoilers are starting here mm-hmm. just listen at the beginning that's all you got to do right yep okay all right all right happy boxing day everybody happy boxing day uh engage